Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simen Lamedes. We are up to Sif Mem Gimel, which is page 108, the last line. The Mechaber says in Sif Mem Gimel, Chorit Shel Shin, Tehainu Chuda Lamato Yagia Ad Mokom HaTefer. We're continuing our conversation that we had yesterday about the shins on the sides of the Shorosh. And here it tells us that the bottom of the shin should reach the bottom of the stitching, meaning all the way to the bottom of the bias, that's where the bottom of the shin should reach. And the Ramah continues on the next page and says, hayud shebashin hashin. And so too the yud in the middle of the shin, meaning the middle head of the shin, which looks like a yud, as we'll see, needs to reach the bottom and touch the bottom of the shin. So again, the shin itself needs to reach the bottom of the bias, so the bias connects to the titora, the bottom, and then the yud in the shin has to reach the bottom part of the shin. And then the Ramah says, Even though the shin has to reach the bottom, it shouldn't go down too far. This is going on something that we'll see later tonight, that there are some people that when they make the bottom of the shalrosh and the shalyad, it's from two pieces of leather, one for the bias and one for the titora, and the bias is stuck inside the titora. So if you're making it from two different pieces of leather, so it's possible that your shin can go down into the titora. So what the Ramah is saying over here is that lo yimsho hashin harbe. You don't want the shin to go down too low. Ela shegam shulei hashin yehinira al hatefer. You want to be able to see the bottom of the shin over over the stitching, meaning over the titora. You want to be able to see the whole shin. So even if it's made out of two pieces of leather, the titora on the bottom and the bias on the top, you don't want the shin to be stuck into where the titora is. In that case, when you make it out of two pieces of leather, if you make it out of one piece of leather, that wouldn't be necessarily a problem. So let's go back now to the Mishabura. The Mishabura begins on the second to last line on page 108. So he said, the Chorit shall shin, bein diamin, bein the smol. This that we're discussing over here is the shin both on the right side of the Shorosh and on the left side of the Shorosh. It should be reaching till the place of the stitching. Says the Mishabura and Sifkotan Kuf Tzadi Zayin. Tahainu Adha Titora Mamish. It should reach all the way down till the Titora, till the base of the Tvilin. Ubidiyevit Kasher Afilu Lohigia. Bidiyevit, if it doesn't reach all the way down, it is Kasher. Kol Sheyesh Tsuras Hashin Alav. As long as it has the appearance of a Shin, it will be okay Bidiyevit, even if it doesn't reach all the way down to where the stitching of the Titora is. The next point that the Ramah told us was that the Yud in the middle of the Shin should reach down to the bottom of the Shin. So the Mishabura on page Nunhei, the top line, Sifkotan Kuf Tzadiches tells us, Hayud Shin, Yesh Mehagedolim Shemachalkin Bein Shin Hayemini Lahasmoli. There are those Gedolim that differentiate between the Shin on the right and the Shin on the left. This will take us back to what we said at the end of last night's year. Shebasmoli Adraba. These Gedolim say that when it comes to the left shin, it's the opposite. You should specifically make sure that the two yuds, because remember the left shin is the one that has the four heads, so you want to have that the two middle heads should not reach the bottom. And as we'll see in note 239Y, based on what we learned last night, the Bach explains the reasons of these Gedolim, that the shin on the right side, which has the three heads, the middle head should reach the bottom, but the one on the left side of the wearer, which has four heads, so there the two heads should not reach the bottom. 
the left shin which has four heads, like we discussed last night, that shin is corresponding to the shin of the luchos, which had three heads, that shin was carved out of the luchos. In order to carve out the letter shin, you have to make four heads. So you have to have the four heads in order to carve out within those four heads the three-headed shin. Therefore we have to make sure on the left shin which has the four legs that the two middle legs, the yuds do not reach the bottom of the shin. Rather they should be hanging there. That way the shin is carved. If the yudin reach all the way down to the bottom, then you can't carve out the three-headed shin. So therefore, since you have the four-headed shin, in order to have it carved out the three-headed shin within it, so therefore you have to have the two yud on the bottom not reaching the base of the shin, and that way it's ke'ilu, the three-headed shin is carved out within the four-headed shin. Continues the Mishabura and says in the fourth line, Even though there are gedolim that say that the yud should only reach the bottom of the shin on the right shin, but on the left shin they shouldn't reach, like we just explained. The Mogad Avram Paskins that you should not be mechalei between the right shin and the left shin. And on the left shin you have to have both yuds that touch all the way down to the base of the shin. And that's what the Primagodim writes that it's befitting to do. So many, many posts come out and say, not like the first thing we said in the Mishabura, but rather, all the yuds of all the shins should reach the base of the shin. Furthermore, the Primagodim says, the The Primagodim says further that the, the, the yuds within the shin, Shataka have the tzura of a yud, the middle line of the right shin, or the middle two lines of the left shin, should have the form of a yud. It shouldn't just be a straight line making the shin, it should be the form of an actual yud. Now this is actually very interesting. This gets involved in the machlokas we had before. Because if you hold, and this the Biradokha brings down, we'll read it in a moment, let me just explain it outside. That if you hold, like the first shita that we saw in the Mishabura, that there's a difference between the right shin and the left shin. That the right shin, you want the yud in the middle to touch the bottom because it's a regular shin. But the left shin is supposed to be a carved out shin, so you don't want the two middle lines of the shin to touch the bottom. You want it to be carved out. So if that's so, you also don't need it to be the tzura of the yud. Because it's just there for the carving, for making the form of the carving around it. So we don't need the form of the yud, that's not part of the shin. And therefore, a straight line would be okay. But if you hold, like the Prima Gadam and the others, the Magan Avram, that say that you should make both sides the same in both cases, the right shin and the left shin, they should all have the middle lines reaching the bottom, then it makes sense that on the left side as well, it should be a form of a yud. Because then it's not dealing with carving it out, it's dealing with that being the tzura of a four-headed shin. Let's see that in the Bira Lacha, on the top line on Nunhei, V'chein hayud shabashin. The says, not the yud of the shin, which is mashma, the shin on the right side, which has only one yud in the middle, but rather the yudin of the shin, which is mashma the left side, the left side of the tomb, which is the shin with the foreheads, which has two yuds in the middle. It appears that this is also the gears that the Magan Avram had 
in Agos of the Shulchan Aruch, Ulokach Hevi Rayam Menu Lisvarasu, and therefore he brought a Raya from it for his Shita. The Ein Mechalek Ben Shin Hayamini Lasmol, he brings it as a Raya, not even Mechalek between the Shin on the right and the Shin on the left. Vedad Mechay Oda Mashmid the Safuke Mesafkele Ledina I Kabach Vesiato Oke Amogin Avram. The Chai Odom is mashma that he is in doubt whether the Allah is like the Bach, which is the first Shita, that it's the, the left shin is really carved out and they shouldn't reach the bottom, or like the Magen Avram, that the left shin is a regular four-headed shin and in fact it should reach the bottom. al near Ali, therefore it appears to me, says the Bialacha, Af the Anu Machriyam B'Mishnebura D'Lachachilo Yotzer Toh Sheyigu Gam Ayudin Shevashin Asmoli L'Shulei Atachton even though we came out in the Mishabur, the Lachachila, it's better for the Yudin in the Shin on the left to reach the bottom as well. However, if they don't reach the bottom, you don't have to be Machmir to Pasulet. Why? Because according to the Bach and many other Gedolim, the Yudin on the left side shouldn't reach the bottom. The Chena Primagodim will cost of rock the Chena Roi Lassos Kamogan Avram. And even the Primagodim just said it's befitting to do like the, like the Mogan Avram. But the only problem will be if on the left shin we have the two middle lines, one yud is touching the bottom and one yud is not touching the bottom, to us, Madhavshah Pasal. Because then either way you slice it, it's Pasal. The whole reason to be Mashu and it doesn't touch the bottom is because you're viewing it as a carved out three headed shin. But if one is reaching the bottom and one is not, that's already a confusion. You're not going with either shita and therefore it will be Pasal. Then says the Bialacha further, According to these Gedolim, like the Bach and others that say the left shin should not reach all the way to the bottom, who adin the gam ha-yudin shalo hufayu lo yelem t'munas yud, kemo ba-shin shal gimel rasha. And this is what I said before, if you hold that the yudin shouldn't reach the bottom, then you also don't need that the yudin have the tzura and the appearance of a yud, like the three-headed shin needs. L-A-U came in Kavim Shutim rather they could be simple lines because it's only there for the carving around it it doesn't, it doesn't it's not needed for the actual shin itself however according to the Psaq of the Magen Avram that one should not be Mechalik between the right shin and the left shin Gamba Zeh Ein Lechalik one should not be Mechalik and the Bialacha ends up and says Vim also Bashin Shel Dalad Roshin and if you make the shin of the four heads Kavim Pshutim, you make regular lines, not the form of a Yud, which is mashma, you're using it for carving. But they reach all the way to the bottom, which is mashma, it's the Shin itself, it's not for carving around it. That would be a Sira Mineu Bey, like we mentioned before, and that would be puzzle. Let's continue in the Mishnah test. We said that these Yudin should reach the bottom of the Shin. The Balav Hachi ain't shame shin alav. Without the yud in the middle reaching the bottom of the shin, it does not have a shame of a shin. Uli ikuva hua filu b'diavet, and even b'diavet it's ma'akiv will not be good if the right shin does not reach the bottom. The line in the middle of the right shin, the yud in the middle does not reach the bottom. Uba shin asmoli, but in the shin on the left side, im echad nogev echad ain't nogev pasul. The Beralacha told us if one yud reaches the bottom, one doesn't. It's pasul. Ve'ayin Beralacha. So over there in the left side. You're okay if both don't reach it, because then you can rely on the Bach and those shitas that hold that the Yudna are there for carving around it to make a shin like the Luchos. So on the right side it comes out that if it's the one Yud is not touching the bottom, it's Ma'akib according to everyone. But on the left side, it's better the way we're coming out that they both should touch the bottom. If they both don't touch the bottom, it's okay. But if one touches and one doesn't touch, that's a steer of Mideh and that would not be good. 
And then we have the last point that the, the Brahma told us that the Shin itself should not go too deep beyond the bias down into the Titora. Rather, we should leave the whole entire Shin above the stitching on the Titora. Says the Mishabura in Sikotan Re Shigam Shule Hashin, Rotzalomar Chudehen Shal Hashinin, meaning the, the tips, the bottom points of the Shin should be above the stitching. And here we see a very interesting thing. That time the reason is the tzarech shehei kol hashin nira. You need to have the entire shin visible. Ulokayim madik siv to fulfill that which the pasuk says us says to us. The rov kol ame haaretz kishem hashem nikra alecha. That all the nations of the land should see that the shem hashem is called upon you. The Amar Rabbi Eliezer elut filin shabarosh. That pasuk that they should see the shem hashem on you refers to filin shabarosh. And listen to this. Shem Hashem Nikra. If you take those three words, Shem Hashem Nikra, Rosh Table Shin. Shem starts with a Shin. Hashem is Yud Kevavke. It starts with a Yud. Shin Yud. And Nikra is a Dun. Shin Yud Dun spells Shin. So he darshans it. The Rov Kol Ami Yoritz Ki Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha. That all the nations of the world should see that the Shem Hashem Nikra, that the Shin should be upon you. Therefore, there's an Indian that the entire Shin should be visible. If a little bit of the shin went down into the Torah, into the base, until it doesn't have the proper appearance of a shin, that is tzarechiyan v'ayin b'biralocha. So if you look quickly at the biralocha, the Ramaskal Shigam Shuli Hashin, he says, I am the Mishabura in the Eved. And then he says, which is not so partial, the Mishabura, that it's okay with the Eved, but Ubisefer Avodas Hayom Mashma de Bidi Eved Ein Lahachmir. The Sefer Avodah Sayom is Masha that but the evidence is not Ma'akiv. Ve'eni yodea makorloza. And I don't know a source for this, says the Be'alacha. Ve'ulayu mayri shelo ovat munaso ayyadezeh. And it could be that he's discussing a case where it did not lose its entire picture by going down. Ve'rat niktas chudo niknas atocho. Just a little bit of the bottom of the tip of the shin went inside to the Titora. But if part of the actual shin, part of the heads of the shin went down, then even he would agree that it's an apostle with Tzarachim. Let's do one more sif. We'll do sif mem dalad. In sif mem dalad, the Mechaber tells us, We're in the second line on page Nunhei. The titora, which again is the base of the tefillin, the larger part on the bottom of the tefillin, is Halacha Moshe Misinai. And that is that you place a, a separate, as we'll see in the Mishabura, a separate piece of leather on the bottom, that when you put the bottom upside down, so it will cover the openings of the bottom. And it will appear like a board of a bridge that's called the Titora. Next point in the Machader. The Ma'avarta, which is the place where the Ritzuah goes through, which is attached to the Titora. That's also Halacha Moshimisinai. That is that the leather of the Titora should be a little longer on one side. And in that area you should make this little Ma'avarta, this passageway. Like we mentioned earlier, you should cut both sides on, of the, where the Mavart is going to be. So the width of the Mavart will not be the same as the width of the Titora. That way it will be recognizable that the Titora in fact is square. 
So we cut out a little bit of the width of the Mavarta, so you see the Mavarta Luchud, and you see the Titorah Luchud, and you see that it's a Ribua in the Titorah. Uba'osa Mavarta Uberas Harasua. And through that Mavarta we pass through the Ritua, the Al Shem Kach Nikres Mavarta. And because of that it's called a Mavarta like a passageway that it goes underneath, the Ritsuos have a place to pass through. Also on the Tfilin Shalyad, one should make a Titorah, the base, and a Mavarta, the passageway for the Ritzuos. And now the Mechaber tells us how to wrap the Parshas before we put them into the actual Batim. You wrap all the Parshas from the end to the beginning. And then you wrap them with a piece of, a small piece of cloth. Some are makbid not to wrap them except in a cloth from a kosher animal. There's an additional halacha moshe misinai to wrap the parshios in hair of a behema or chaya of a tar animal. And the Ramah writes, when the hogan lichrok seyar ala parsha, the minog is to wrap the hair around the parsha, the achaka korachim olav cloth, and then we wrap the cloth around the hair which is around the parsha, the chosen the korachim olav seyar, and then we wrap more hair around it. Since we'll see the Mishabu, it's a suffix whether the hair goes around the parsha or around the extra cloth, so we do it both times. We roll up the parsha, we put hair of the behemoth tahorah around it, then we wrap it in a cloth, and then we wrap another piece of hair around the parsha. When, what? Use human hair. No, it has to be from a, from a behemoth. V'nogu she'yeh se'ar zeshel egel. The minog is to use the hair of a calf. V'im lomotah shel egel korech v'shel para o shel shor. If you can't find a hair of an egel, then you could use the hair of a cow or a bull. You should wash the hair very well until it's clean. And then, a little bit of the hair should be sticking up outside that you see it by the baton. If you're looking at film tomorrow morning at your shalosh, you should see some hair sticking up out of the baton. Some hairs of an animal. We'll see more details about that in the Mishabura, exactly where it should be. So everyone can check their film tomorrow. But let's start the Mishabura over here in Sifkaton Reish Aleph. So the Mishabura is starting from the beginning of the Sif. The beginning of the Sif we said that we have a Titorah Halacha Moshe Misenai, which is the base, which is you place down one piece of leather and then you put the bottom over it. Even according to those shitas that we had earlier, that the leather that you're making the bottom out of has to be one piece of leather. It can't be different pieces of leather attached together. So you know the actual batim have to be from one piece of leather, but the mavarta and the Torah does not have to be made from the same piece of leather, it could be a separate piece of leather. Even if it's a separate piece of leather, it's kosher. That's the machaber means that he says, you place the or underneath where the batim is going to be opened up. But if one is able to, it's better for him mahader. In this also, one should have the batim and the mavarta and the Torah all made out of one piece. That is the ideal way to do it, but certainly it is okay if the batim is made out of one piece and the Torah and mavarta is made out of another piece, like we clearly see here in the Mechaber. And then we said, 
that the or of the titora should be a little longer on one side to make the ma'avarta. The Mishabura says it's a cotton reish base. The nifsaka mutilatafra. If it breaks off, you are allowed to sew it back on. If part of the titora broke off where the ma'avarta is going to go, you can't sew it back together. And we said you cut off the two sides of the ma'avarta widthwise so that it should be recognizable, the squareness of the titora. So the Mishabu writes, it's the Kodan Reish Gimel, Shiei Nikar, Kigama Titorah Tzricham Midin Lios Miribua. Because the Titorah needs to be Nikar Adin to be square. A Kumoshik Asadna Vomalu Besiflamites. And then we said how you roll the Parshas, we said you roll them from the back of the Parsha to the beginning of the Parsha. The Kodan Reish Dalad, Misofulut Chilasa, Be'esha Nosna Lebesa. This is talking about wrapping it up before you put it into the actual bias. Just like by a mezuzah, we wrap it from the word echad towards the word shma and not the opposite. And the reason is brought down in Yerdeya Simen Reish Peches. In note 242, he points out that the reason is actually not brought down in the Shulchan Aruch over there, but the Rambam and Hulas Mezuzah gives us the reason. He says, You want it to be able to be read immediately upon opening the Hainu Misofel Tchilasa. Only if you wrapped it from end to beginning, then you could open it immediately and start reading it. And continuing in note 242, he writes, because You want to make sure that all the ink is dry, totally dry, before you start wrapping up the Parshios. You don't want any leather sticking together and getting messed up. The host of the adds on, Shekamokin Yeshli Zar Shulitkogas Apashas Yosimadabri Khosan. You don't want to wrap it too tight, you don't want to mess up the Pashas when you're wrapping it, so you should make sure not to wrap them too tight. Says the Mishabhuravaitar in Sipkotan Reshe Vikorakon. We said you wrap them in a cloth cotton. This idea of wrapping it in a piece of cloth is a din l'chathchila. Aval in lo krochom kosher b'dyeved. But if you didn't wrap them, it is still kosher b'dyeved. In lo achem, if you have no other tefillin. V'ayin v'vat sashekel v'erlocha. Sifkotan reishvav, we said you wrap it with cloth cotton. V'adin v'chatichas beged in ein lo cloth. And so too you could use a piece of cloth to wrap it if you don't have a cloth. V'ayin v'biragro. But some say have a minog dafka to use it. Some are mocked with dafka to wrap it in a cloth kosher. They don't want to use a cloth from an animal that is tummy. But even the ones who are mocked that if they're using a cloth, they only use it from a kosher animal, not from a tummy animal. They also hold that you could use a regular cloth to wrap it. That would be okay also. The ayin of Beis Yosef shekosa b'tam adover. Beis Yosef brings the reason the kavan shehu may be cloth. Since you're bringing a cloth to wrap it, sarach liyos dafka minamutul l'ficha kemola batim l'ratzuos. Because since you're bringing a cloth to wrap it, we'll say it has to be also minamutul l'ficha from the type of animal that's allowed to go into your mouth. Just like we have that requirement when it comes to the leather of the batim and the ratzuos. Obeveir agra mefaklik b'dinzer and the gra takes issue with this. Then we said alochem moshe misina is to wrap around it the hair of a kosher animal. So the Mishabur writes, it's a cotton reish ches, v'alochel moshe misinai, lochenim lokara chaseir aleh apostle. Therefore, if you don't wrap it around, it will be apostle. Af shekorach aleh cloth. Even if you wrapped around it the cloth, if you don't wrap it around with the hair of the kosher animal, it is ma'akev. And then we said in the Ramah, the minig is to wrap it twice. 
Some say you should wrap the hair around the parsha and then wrap the cloth around the parsha with the hair. Some say the opposite. You first wrap the, wrap the cloth and then you do the hair. Therefore, a minute is to fulfill both of them and we wrap hair around the first and then the cloth and then hair around it again. Look in the Biragra that he writes that Medina, there is no Kpeda, which one you do first. We said ideally you should use the hair of an egel, so cotton reshud. So you should remind you of the chayta egel and you shouldn't come to sin. Also as a kapara for the aver of the chayta egel. Because of that very reason the el brings down that really all the tefillin should be made from the skins of an egel. To exclude from those who make the ritzuos from the skins of a goat. Better to use the skins of a egel. We said a little bit of hair has to be sticking out. That's The Kiva Eger holds that the hair should be sticking out less than the size of a piece of barley. Others argue, the Magna Abraham argues, but the Kiva Eger agrees with that opinion that it should be a small amount of hair. Where does it stick out from? You look at your throne tomorrow, you'll see where it is. We'll tell you right now. Some say... And the hair should be sticking out from the bias that has in it the parsha of Kadesh, which is the first one. The Yesh Omrim Eitzel Vahoyahim Shamala, which according to the Tefillin of Rashi, which we wear, is the last one. V'tov she Eitzel Mi Parshas Vahoyahim Shamala B'Tzad HaPona L'Parshas Kadesh. So Mishabura Paskins, it's better for the hair to be sticking out by the parsha of Vahoyahim Shamala, which is the fourth parsha, but at the side that leads towards parsha of Kadesh. So it's between the third and fourth parsha. If you look at note two forty eight, he points out Nimsa Shiesh Hedlam and Tfilin Shavrashu and Tfilin Shavino Tam. I'll explain this outside. The difference, as we'll get into very shortly, Tfilin of Rashi and Tfilin of Avinu Tam is the order of the parshas according to Rashi. The parshas are Kadesh Vayo Kiviyacha Shema and Vayo Im Shamoa. The Tfilin of Avinu Tam are Kadesh Vayo Kiviyacha Vayo Im Shamoa and then Shema. So therefore, he says according to Tfilin the Rashi. So if you want to put it by the Pasha of Ahoyahim Shamoa, on the side of Kadesh, it should be between the third and fourth Batim. That would be right by the Pasha of Ahoyahim Shamoa, which is the fourth one, on the side of Kadesh, towards that side, between three and four. But in Tfilin the Rashi, where Ahoyahim Shamoa is in bias number three, it would be between bias number two and bias number three. And the second part of No. 2480 points out, the, if you forgot to leave the hair out altogether, the imshachach lohotzi asaseyar ukfar tofer asabayas. You already sewed everything up and you forgot to leave the hair sticking out. So the shevet alevi writes sheafal pishe b'diavid eno ma'akid. Even though the hair sticking out is not ma'akid b'diavid, mikol b'kom kol shenitan l'sakin esadaver chov l'asos kain. So long that you're able to fix it up, you have to fix it up. Lachen yesh lahatir esatfiro lohotzi asaseyar. Therefore, even though b'diavid is it is okay without it. Since you can open it up and then restitch it, that's what you should do in order to get the hair sticking out. So everyone should check tomorrow morning, and the hair should be sticking out between the third and the fourth parsha. Now, everyone's probably thinking, which side do you count from? So that we'll actually see tomorrow night that we count it from the one who's looking at you. So when someone's looking at you, the first parsha on the right is the parsha of Kadesh, then Bahaya Kiyaviyacha, and then Shmadan Bahaya and Shemoa. So if you're looking at your tefillin. 
So it should be on the third parsha from the right. Between the third and fourth parsha, counting from the right side. We'll stop here and Amit Hashem, tomorrow we will begin from Sif Memhei. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.